Sidetracked back there fighting waspers. This isn't good Baptist waspers, too. They wasn't yeah, happy, was it? We shut the door. Sybil coming, I said, My advice be get out of here. <laughs> 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 yes, he said, I just want water. I said, We want some water. <laughs> we don't have one fly water, but we're both trying to kill them. I sprayed them, Patrick filleted them. <laughs> Bless the Lord. <clears throat> I hear the sound of little children. <laughs> and boy, thank God for it. See 
Lee Williams. That's what I call ministering right there. Look back there, trying to get the tears out of Sarah's eyes. Hey, man. Hey, man. I'll have Donnie singing for a while. I'm working on it. <laughs> I don't think this one has to go as to it. Yeah, two ninety five.
But I was really, I thought maybe Bonnie would be uh, watching. She may not be feeling good. She's not out of the woods yet. Brother Donnie, if you don't care to turn plants over that offering. Let me put it in there. Oh, it's in Bonnie's car. All right. Most precious, heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, again, dear Lord, we thank you, dear Lord. Allow us, Lord, follow us, Lord, here to be with you this morning, dear Lord. Thank Thanks for the blessings, Lord, that you always bestow. Yes, Lord. So, Father, Lord, I pray you bless this offering, Lord, and fix and take up, dear Lord. Yes, Lord. You use it, dear Lord, anyway. Father, Lord, you see fit, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Uh, I did go out to see Vonnie uh, Friday. Spent quite a bit of time with her. The reason I went out there is she wanted to send her tithes. And it seemed that offering plate there, uh, that was the only thing she was worried about was her tithe. <laughs> she said, I want to get my tithe in there. And she said, I'm afraid to mail it. I said, heck, I'll come out there and get it, which I did. And uh, I put it in an envelope. Well, she put an envelope. Uh, I brought an envelope with me uh, because uh, I didn't want to know what her tithe was. I, I, I told her to seal it up and write her name on it, which she did. Just trying to be careful. The Bible tells us to be careful. Let me get this stupid phone out of here. Uh, they gave me, uh, before I get started here, they gave me this uh, plaque here uh, to our pastor. I am your pastor. I'm proud and glad to be pastor. Uh, thank y'all for putting up with me. <laughs> thank, you, thank you so much for putting up with me. I'm the one that's blessed. And uh, y'all just have to endure. <laughs> but... Uh, I thank you so much for allowing me to be your pastor. I, I'm still just kind of like a car out there. I'm still kind of in shock. And it's been over five years that I've been your pastor. It says in, in, uh, in infinite wisdom, the Lord surely knew that we would need a pastor as faithful as you. Wow. He is required in steward that a man be found faithful, and I do want to be faithful. The love of God's Word, and I do love His Word. And a heart for His flock, and y'all are called out by name. Mm-hmm. And when I know the need, it'll be name and need. Right. And I call y'all out by name. About 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, y'all being prayed over. That's my job. <laughs> I'm supposed to do that. <laughs> I'm supposed to be a uh, tenor of the flock. Uh, give yourself in... You stand on the rock. You better believe it. that's the only thing we've got to stand on. I'm I'm not standing on sand. But uh, we we do give ourselves. Paul said he'd be gladly spent uh, for the church. And uh, same here. He says we appreciate everything you do. And I thank you for that. I want to be the best pastor. I've got an envelope here. Got a card in it. It's Pastor Appreciation Month. It says thanks so much. The phrase is simple, the words are few, but behind them is a whole lot of appreciation. Thanks for being our pastor. Love Landmark Baptist Church. And I thank you for that too. And like I said, I'm proud to be your pastor. And I'm going to continue to be your pastor until you run me off. Amen. But I'll tell you right now, it's a great honor. And I thank you for allowing me to be your pastor. Our, our male Somebody's another gets delivered up to our neighbor up there. <laughs> and I, I went out there trying to work on our mailbox a little bit. I only had two twos, two zeros, one seven. Our house number is two or three sevens. I got to stop on the way home. 
get two threes and another seven. But it ain't really their fault. I mean, the numbers just faded away on our mailbox. I'm going to redo all that. Amen. Uh, let me say also, uh, uh, we got the benefit uh, next this next Saturday. They will be starting a revival at Oak Forest Baptist Church. Uh, I'm not exact sure on the time, but I'm going to guess it's going to be 6 o'clock Sunday night. I'm going to guess it's going to be 7 o'clock Monday through Wednesday. I will try to get that information. I, I didn't even realize I was preaching all the nights till I got it through the grapevine. I'm okay with that. I'm kind of looking forward to it. Man, I've been in Jubilee this week. I'm pretty fired up. Amen. Yeah. But uh, it's Brother Rick up there at Oak Forest. Asses. I thought I was just going to be preaching on Sunday night. I, I like just as much as everybody else sit down and soak some up, which I did this week. I was there at Bethel Baptist Church every night at Jubilee. And uh, I, I'm telling you, I, I'm always hungering and thirsting. Yeah. I heard a lot of things very good. You'd have to have been there really to hurt them like they were told. If I was to give them to you, it'd be second hand. But Arita, that last song she sung there, what a friend we have in Jesus. It was wrote by a man named Joseph Scriven. And I don't remember the date of it. Let me see if it gives the date of it. But he was he was engaged to be married to this girl. Well, I, well I, when I hung it up, it, it went to the page. 295. It don't give the date. Joseph Scriven was engaged to marry this girl. And uh, they were both young. And uh, he was going to be a, a missionary. And uh, he asked his wife if she would love him enough to go with him out in the, out in the mission field. She said, yes, I love you enough to go with you out in the mission field. And he got to having trouble with his eyes. And he went to the doctor, and the doctor told him, said, you got, I, you know, I'm not a doctor, but you got some kind of issue with your eyes. He said, you'll be completely blind for the end of the year. And that's pretty sad right there. But uh, he said, I'm getting ready to get married. He said, should I tell my wife? Or a wife-to-be. The doctor said, I would advise you. So he called her aside, and he done everything just right. I don't know if it's candle lit. But he done everything just right. And he said, Honey, I know you said you love me enough to go out on the mission field with me. But he said, I've got another thing I need to ask you. He said, The doctor told me I'll be blind, completely blind, by the end of this year. He said, Do you love me enough to lead a blind man around? And she paused for a long time, Brother Ed. And she said, Joseph, I love you, but I don't love you enough to lead a blind man around he went to that piano and he wrote that song what a friend we have in Jesus that's where the song came from we love superficially but Jesus loves deeper it's kind of like they sung we'll fly away one of these days and then we'll understand the love of God there's no way uh, you know y'all heard the song oh the love of God uh, you know, uh, deeper than the ocean, and if the sky were a parchment and the and the quills, you know, were filled with ink and drained the ocean dry to write the love of God, they found that on the wall 
an insane asylum. I don't remember. You know, man, that song, Brother Jerry? Love of God. Let's see. Hmm, can't remember. I'm not, like I said, I'm not very smart anyway. What's the uh, key words? The love of God, don't stress the broad. Let's see, how's that go? The earth could not contain the breath thereof. Bless God. Anyway, make a long story short, Apples wrote, on the wall in an insane asylum and the guy died right after he put it on the wall and then they put it in the books. Mm. Mm. The earth could not contain the whole those stretched from scroll to scroll. The love of God. And that may be the name of it. The love of God. I, I don't know. But what a friend we have in Jesus. Amen. Amen. But I want to pray about that revival. And I don't run off. We're going to have a business meeting after the service here this morning. And we'll take our text this morning out of Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter number 19. I do desire your prayers. See what I got here. Alright. Luke chapter 19 beginning in verse number 12. We'll read to verse 23. Just stop right there. But uh, Luke chapter 19 verse 12. And it's talking about Jesus. He said therefore a certain nobleman went to a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, this is our text verse, Occupy till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him saying, We will not have this man reign over us. And it came to pass when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded uh, these servants to be called unto him to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Uh, then came the first saying, Lord, thy pound have gained ten pounds. And he said unto him, well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful, and notice this, in a very little, thou shalt have authority over ten cities. The second came, saying, Lord, thy pound have gained five pounds. And he said, Likewise to him, be thou also over five cities. And he said, Likewise to him, oh, I'm sorry, and another came, verse 20, saying, Lord, behold, here is thy pound, which I have kept, laid up in a napkin, for I feared thee, because thou art an austere man. Thou takest up where thou layest not down, and reapest that thou didst not sow. And uh, he said unto him, Out of thine own mouth, and uh, that's pretty stern, Out of thine own mouth will I judge thee, thou wicked servant. Thou knewest that I was an austere man, taking up that I laid not down, and reaping that I did not sow. Uh, wherefore then gavest not thou my money into the bank, that at my coming I might have required mine own with usury. <clears throat> now as I read these verses here, I want to go back to verse 11. And this will tell us why they spake this parable. It says, As they heard these things, he added and spake a parable because he was nigh 
to Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. That's why he gave his parable. Anyway, we're preaching this morning on occupying and we'll go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for the precious word, the Holy Spirit, yes. Lord, that makes it so understandable. Uh, we know, Lord, that the anointing we've received teaches us all things. We have no need of any man teach us. It'll teach us the truth and not a lie. I pray you bless preaching of your word. Uh, bless them over in Israel, Father. No telling what's going on over there right now. No telling the loss of life. No telling the bombing and the attacking. We understand that there's no other way to settle what's going on right now. 5,000 missiles rain down upon them Friday night, Saturday morning. Uh, over probably a thousand people dead and shooting people in broad daylight children, women, men uh, just shooting them uh, dead on the streets with no mercy uh, Lord I know you'll probably get involved in this war but I pray for those people Lord I pray God you'll come to their need I pray you'll help them in, the, in this war we see World War 3 uh, on the brink we see Lord loss of life uh, going to escalate we see Lord uh, the writing on the wall I pray Father God you'd look into it and uh, Lord we know the word of God talks about these last days being perilous times being fearful times men's hearts failing for fear looking on those things that are coming I'm glad I'm in the family of God glad my sins are in the blood glad my name's in the book nothing I can do over there but I sure can do something over here and I pray you bless your children today Bless this message today. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Amen. Uh, Occupying. That's what I'm preaching about today. Uh, Jesus had just won Zacchaeus. Uh, you see that there in verse number 10. Uh, verse number, uh, maybe verse 9. Yeah. Jesus said unto them, talking about Zacchaeus, this day is salvation. Come to this house for as much as he also is the son of Abraham. And he disclosed his mission uh, there in verse 10. For the Son of Man is coming, is come to seek and to save that which was lost. And, and that's why he did come. And if you notice verse 6, Zacchaeus uh, received him joyfully there in verse number 6. And uh, however, like I said, this parable is about work. This parable is about service. This parable is about that we're to occupy till Jesus comes. Yeah. Uh, this occupying was all about work. Uh, this song was wrote back when people did work. Back in 1859. I, I won't sing the song, not a singer. But this song was wrote by Will, William Miller. In 
working for the Lord. Amen. I, I know work, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of glad I'm finally retired. It only took me 60 years. And I'll tell you right now, Donnie was talking about yesterday. He wished he could be like me. I'm busy now. It'll be my life. Amen. I'm taking care of a wife, pastor in church, trying to make ends meet. I'll tell you right now, work you to death. But uh, we're taking Acts, uh, preaching out of Matthew chapter 18. You don't even have to turn up if you don't want to. But in Matthew chapter 18, this really the same thing is going on. In Matthew chapter 18. And uh, the reason I say the same thing is going on is because Jesus said, uh, you know, for this cause came I in the world. And... Uh, Verse 11, for the Son of Man come to save that which was lost. I mean, uh, occupying is working in the vineyard of the Lord. Amen. And, and I praise God, little Lucy raised her hand. Uh, was that on a Wednesday night, sir, or Sunday night? Wednesday. And then Sunday night, little Chase raised his hand. And I thank God for that. Amen. But uh, here, uh, this was about work. In verse number 1 of Matthew chapter 18, and we need to pay attention to this, at that time, or at the same time, came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? I want you to know that probably wasn't a pleasant moment right there. And, and you know, it, it could have been a little bit of strife there about who is the greatest uh, in the kingdom. But Jesus solved that with a little child there in verse number 2. Jesus called a little child to him. You know, everything about God is not like we think. We think, well, you know, Brother Ed, he would know. Well, listen, Lucy and Chase probably know more about God than old Brother Eddie does. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah they do. They, they know. Yes. They may not be able to preach. They may not be able to teach. A little Chase, he know enough to raise that hand up. That's right. right. Little Chase, no enough to come up here. I wish Brother Eddie had known that. I didn't get saved last 34 years old. I missed it somehow. I'm glad God didn't give up on me. Amen. I'm glad I got in there. Hallelujah. I'll take I don't I'm not complaining. I'm just glad I got in. But if they got in early, I'm a little bit jealous, amen. But when Jesus wanted to get the point across about who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, he didn't he didn't, hold, he didn't say you're looking at him, he said, Give me a little child. Yeah. We'll get this maybe on the slow train. But he took that little child and he set them in the midst of them. He said, you want to know who's the greatest? Take a look right here. Yep. I'm just telling you that my pastor said the way up's down. Amen. But he took that little child in verse 3. He mentioned about conversion. He said, verily, verily, I say unto you, except you be converted and become as little children, you shall in no while, or you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. I'm glad I got converted. Amen. Hey, I thought I had it figured out, but I didn't. I found out how wrong I was when I heard a preacher preach out of Matthew chapter 18 about every idle word that men speak, they'll give account of the day of judgment. Now, I want you to know, I didn't just get cold feet. I got weak knees. I got a little bit worried about where I was going to spend eternity. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad, even though millions have come, there's still room for one at the cross. Hey, I slid in there got a refuge for my soul. But thank God for a preacher. Amen. That preached the Word of God. Hey, listen. He said, except you be converted, you ain't got to worry about being the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. You can't occupy what you don't have. Let that sink in real good. He, went, he mentioned humility there in verse number 4. 
Whosoever therefore shall humble himself. I remember old brother Eddie. God, he was talking to me yesterday. He said, I didn't know you before you got saved. I said, you, you're blessed. Yeah. People watch themselves around me. Include my wife. My loving wife of 47 years. I remember how careful she was. Donnie mentioned about uh, Sandy Ford this morning. I remember my wife mentioning about honey, Sandy got saved. That ain't like Sandy, is it, Eddie? I'll have to admit she had to be careful there. Some people you got to watch yourself around. I'm telling you, I've been there. Uh, you got to conduct yourself certain ways around certain people. My wife, she was just kind of following a little bitty line out there, Brother Jerry. She didn't put a finger in my face like she did that time. I was in the hospital there in Bowling Green. And I thought I was dying. I mean, not a bit. I thought I was. That's just good of it, lady. She put a finger in my face and said, your granddaughter's got a birthday this Saturday. You need to be there. I have to say it wasn't like that that day. She just said, Sandy got saved. I thought you might want to know. I thought, what does she think I want to know? But now I got to think about it. That's my drinking buddy. Of course I wanted to know, amen? I mean, we're talking about my first cousin. And me and him, that's all we did was get drunk, go fishing on Sunday. And she's sitting there thinking, she said, Eddie, Sandy got saved. I thought you might want to know. Well, I had never humbled myself. And in the energy of pride, I drove over there. They talked. I didn't knock. I opened the door, went in. They talking. I don't know what they're talking about. I went in there. No, no humility. Civil. And pointed my finger at my cousin Barry, which was a little small to me, but he was fireball. I said, I need to talk to you right now. Santa never said another word. We was out there, and I was giving God down the road. <laughs> I'm talking about, I'm shaking my fist. I dare God do anything to me. I told him, I said, hey, I heard your wife got saved. Y'all been hurt all this, but anyway, I was writing and raving. I didn't have humility. I did when I was seeking forgiveness. But I didn't have them right there. I'm glad God has a little bit of mercy on people like me, amen. But He told them here, He said, except you humble yourself as this little child. He said, don't, don't worry about being the greatest. Don't, don't even worry about it. You know, if, if you're not converted, you ain't, you ain't got to worry about occupying. If you're not humble, you're not going to find nothing anyway. I'm telling you, humble yourself therefore in the mighty hand of God. He might exalt you in due time. I'm just telling you, the way up's down. Uh, don't get puffed up. Get get put down. Uh, stay down low. One thing about it, don't hurt as bad when you fall. Hey, I'm telling you, pride goes before destruction. The Holy Spirit before fall. Anyway, uh, he told them, uh, be clothed with humility. You know, without humility, uh, you're not going to get far. It'd be hard. But he also mentioned verse 6 through 10 about offenses there. And by the way, there will be offense. I guarantee you that. And he also, and I need to jump ahead because I'm looking at the clock back there. And, and you know, I, I will probably take more time at the revival of Brother Rick's church up there. But uh, here in verse 12, he mentioned a hundred sheep. Man, I would to God I had a hundred. I don't know that I could be faithful over a hundred. But I'd like to imagine what it'd be like. You know, I'd call all y'all my name. Can you imagine me in one of the harder names? <laughs> I think I've run out of fingers and toes. One thing about Pastor, a little church, Ashley, 
Because you get to know everybody by name. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You get to call them out to God and you look yeah. at your face when you're calling them out to God. Yeah. yeah. It's a little more personal. You just got a few. That's you got a right. hundred, you might forget somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Lord here talks about a hundred sheep. But you know what else he talked about, Brother Jerry? Hmm. How important one was. He said if he lose one, he leaves a nine and nine and goes after that one. And when he finds that one, just one, he rejoices. Yeah, that's right. I found my lost sheep. I'm just telling you here, when it comes to occupying, they're all important. No matter where you got a hundred, no matter where you got a few, they're all important. Amen. He said about fault. And how to go about resolving fault there in verse 13 and 14 if you look at that. Uh, you know, I wrote this down this morning. I like to do all my message pretty fresh. If it ain't no good to me, they ain't going to be no good to you. But uh, in verse 15, Moreover, thy brother shall trespass against thee. Go and tell him his fault. Between thee and him. That's the best way. That's the best way to do it. I've been done before. He's been to me before. Mm -hmm. I appreciate him doing it. He's told me a lot of wrong. I'll tell you right now, you don't love somebody to go to their face mm -hmm. and tell them. But if you don't love me, he goes behind my back. Mm -hmm. If I don't love him, I'll start spreading the brawl behind his back. Mm -hmm. But when I love him, I go to him, I say, Hey Donnie, you was wrong. You know my wife told me one time I was wrong? And she was right. I didn't want to admit it, Brother Jerry, but she was right. right. You know, you don't want to admit you're wrong. But when you're wrong, you're wrong. I was wrong. I knew I was wrong, but I didn't want to admit it. Amen. I hope it sinks in. But here the best way is to go to your brother that's trespassed, that's at fault. Make it between you and him. Look here. And if he hear thee, and he should. You know what Jesus said in I guess it's John 15. Let's just forget that and let's go to... No, wait a minute. Let's stay there. Might be Hebrews 13.1. Let brother love continue. <coughs> yeah. You know, I didn't love nobody but either. I got to say, now I love everybody. I love them best I can do civil. Some of them I got to love lightly. And others, I mean, I give them a whole hug. Hey, I had a guy pick me up over the ground one day and say, I just love you. What's little Thomas say? I love Jesus. Yeah. I'm just telling you, ain't no wrong with that. You don't have to worry about me ever saying that against that. But go to your brother. It says here, verse 15, if your brother trespass against you, go tell him his fault between you and him. And if he hear thee, you've gained your brother. And we're in a world that can't figure out where verse 13 14 fit in this. I see him move down here, but I don't know what in the world to put him down here for. Anyway, uh, you know, uh, I started out my reading there in 19, Luke 19, and they sent a message. Uh, well, come on, baby. They sent a message that they, they didn't want to serve him, they didn't want him to be reigning over them. Right. Uh, let me get back where I was if I can even find it again. Don't do the message what I'm trying to say. 
Go to their face. Go to them personally. If you're... Uh, there you go. Luke 19.14 They send a message. We'll not have this man. Don't do the message. Look, if you're... Uh, not up to the task, call me. I'll go. I remember hearing uh, Al Graham preach one day. <laughs> oh, I'm enjoying myself up here. I know time's going to kill us. I'm enjoying myself. Al Graham, he had a, a guy in his church, him and his wife. They they's like, you know, just best ever. And uh, the woman, no, I mean, the man got the best in church. And Brother Al, he... He thought, what's going on here? It got worse and worse and worse. Pretty soon she quit coming. So brother, Al Grams, he went to the man. He said, okay, I want to know what's going on. The man said, well, if you looked at my wife lately, I can't tell her the difference between her and the boys. Uh, you know, she smokes cigarettes, got cowboy hat, got cowboy boots on. You know, she's trying to be one of them. I don't know. I, I want my women with lipstick and hold on hair. I want them to have a dress. Amen. But anyway, hey, she's trying to be a man's man, and she's a woman. And, and uh, he said, uh, you know, he, she's talking about he had kissed. He went to her first. She said, he ain't kissed me on the way. Then he told her, he said, I ain't about to kiss her. She put some lipstick back on, quit that smoking, look like something, amen. He said, I'm pretty picky about what I get. And Bill Al Graham said, you, you care if I go tell her? He said, I don't care if I go tell her. He said, oh, I couldn't wait. He said, I went over to her. And she was just trying to tear up and cry, you know, get out of it. And he said, I've been noticing you ain't been coming with your husband. And she said, oh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. He said, good, I'll tell you. <laughs> he said your husband wants lipstick on he wants no more tobacco smoke on your breath he wants you to have your hair uh, you know fixed right he wants you to have a pretty dress on he said that next Sunday she'd come in and look like Mel Monroe here he was there for a you know what I mean but that's how it happens sometimes I'm telling you uh, that, if you can have a problem like that if you're not mindful of what's going on you know, old Brother Al Grams, he delivered that message pretty quick. <laughs> he said, can I tell her? He said, yeah, if you can stand it, go ahead. He cleared it right up. I hope this don't go out on the air, amen. But anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> I didn't read too far into that. Look at verse 16. But if he will not hear thee, he should. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. Right. I'll just tell you, if you call me, tell me something, I want more than just your opinion. Buddy, <laughs> call me, she's crying her eyes out, won't know what the heck's going on, I don't have a clue. I, I don't know nothing. Only Facebook I know put my face in this book. I'll just tell you right now, I don't know nothing. But she called me and I said, I don't know, I'll find out when I get back with you. I'm just telling you, there's a code of conduct. <laughs> we got to be civil. Hey, and don't tell them to their face. If it don't work, take the way with you. Go over and say, hey, you're in the wrong. You've committed a fault. There's something not right. That's what you got to do. Right. Yeah. Verse 17, and it can get this far. And if he neglect to hear them, then tell it to the church. We're going to have a business meeting here in a minute. That's what it's all about. This is God's business there. Tell it to the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. Something wrong when he won't hear the church. Something wrong when he won't hear you. Something wrong 
when you gotta go get two or three to go with you. Now look, I try to keep my nose clean, it ain't easy. Daniel got thrown not in a lion's den. Daniel got thrown in a den of lions. The lions were in there. It wasn't empty. Right. Do you know why he lived, Brother Ed? Because he said I was innocent. Yeah. He said the Lord sent his angel and shut the mouths of the lions. Right. Now we know who that royal lion is. I like to shut his mouth. I like that verse there in Revelations and put him in a bottle pit and shut him up. I like that right. verse. One of my favorite verses. My pastor said he likes his devils. Well done. I like that too. Amen. <laughs> but anyway, hey, listen. Uh, if it can't be resolved, then they've got to be expelled. Let them be unto thee as a heathen man in a public. I love repentance. Brother Donnie was telling me last night that Judy wanted to come, just wasn't physically able. But I remember that time when her and Geraldine both got to be here. Yeah. And the first thing they did is they jumped up and started hugging necks. Yeah. I like to see that, amen. That neck hugging boy, it's kind of hard to hide, ain't it? I don't know what the deal was. They both are crying and hugging each other's neck. <laughs> Judy's in bad health. Geraldine may not be able to come back. I don't know. But they like to be here, wouldn't they, Brother Called them all times and says, I want to come so bad. Yeah. Here we are. We're able to come. But when we come, we need to have a little civil. You know what I mean? Here, uh, you know, it's, it's required in stewards that a man be found faithful there in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. And that's why I'm always here. <laughs> it's rare. It's not optional. Hey, can y'all imagine all y'all showing up and where Brother Eddie? That almost happened one time, didn't it, Brother Jerry? I come to the door, Jerry's up there, bless his heart. He already up there. I was running late. He already up there, had the song going on. You know, old Bob McCray, he thanks God for Jerry. He said, Tell Brother Jerry, he don't have a saying. You're helping him. He bought a heaven out with him. He's learned the songs, thank you. He's an Orthodox Jew. He just got saved, brother. Brother Bob Malkin up there in Ohio. He said, tell Brother Jerry, keep singing them songs. Mm-hmm. I walked through the door. Brother Jerry already had them going, amen. I was running late. I appreciate him. Me and Brother Ed was running late one morning, picking up Sister Ashley. Brother, Brother Patrick's up here. Had it going. Yeah, yeah. He said, boy, I'm glad to see y'all. I was about out of breath. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, that's what I'm talking about right here. It's required in stewards that a man be found faithful. You, you're not going to get too far if you ain't got a faithful pastor. No, if he don't show up, Miles Wolves call it icky bog. Amen? But uh, anyway, uh, we need to do things the right way. I'm cutting about half this message out. Uh, we need to be careful how we conduct ourselves. Uh, in Numbers chapter 16, Mary, or Numbers chapter 12, Marion and Aaron took on themselves to confront Moses. And Moses in Rome. He had married a black woman. Now he's picturing Christ and doing that, but it, the way they handled it wasn't right. And God heard what they said, come down and smoke Marion with leprosy. Need to be careful how you uh, find fault. They were in the right, just the way they done it. Like David bringing that that ark in, <laughs> it wasn't carried by the Levites. It was on a on a cart, and, and Uzziah stretched forth his hand and touched that ark. God killed him. About right. as bad as them fifty thousand seventy that died by raising the lid on the ark. Yeah. Nobody preaches on that, did they? No. Now, 
I just found out about that myself. To be honest with you, duck my head and said, Lord, help me. Uh, in Numbers 16, you got Korah, Dathan, Abram, and the families all died. The earth opened up, swallowed them up. Numbers 16, verse 33. That wasn't enough. They had 250. They conspired with them. They were consumed in the fire. Verse 35. Need to be careful. But uh, there are little works. Look at verse 20. For wherever, for where two or three are gathered together, that's not the hundred. In my name, there am I. I kind of like the wording of that. Yeah. You don't have to have a hundred for what I'm trying to say. The Lord said, there am I in the midst of them. Mm-hmm. How many? That little work. Faithful in that very little Luke 19, 17 that we read earlier. Any valiant enough, Jesus interrupted Jesus with how many times i got to forgive my brother? Verse 21. You see that? Then came Peter to him, Lord, how do I? My brother sinned against me and I forgive him until seven times. I mean, this is just, God, you can't, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, here they are fighting who's going to be the greatest. And now here's verse number 21. Jesus still got an extra, I mean, Peter still got an extra guy. How many times i got to forgive this guy? The Lord didn't take long for him to sum this up neither. The answer was, verse 22, 490 times. I've not done that yet. Maybe some of y'all have, but I haven't. I would rather, for lack of a better word, just forgive and forget. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, forgiving one another, loving one another, forbearing one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you, that God can forgive me, I can forgive you of anything. Hit me in the head with a rock. Yeah. I'll still love you. I'll still forgive you. Go song look at me. I'll still love you. I'll still forgive you. <coughs> you need to learn to do the same. Don't have so thin a skin. Yeah. Last I picked, I don't have a halo. I may have a horn or two. Last time I checked, I don't have a halo. I don't guess I'll ever get one until I get to heaven. If I get one there, it'll be by the mercy of God. When I think about all the mistakes I've made, all the messes I've made, all the things I wish I could do again, it humbles me to think about God still allowing me to live. I mean, I'll be standing in February. The Lord be willing. That's young to some of y'all older than others of you. I know Donna, he just turned 50. No, 60. Not yet, yet brother. Not yet. God is turning 60. I'm turning 70. He is turning 80. Anybody want to get next? Either in. Just tell me, we got it all here, amen. Six, seven, eight. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Matthew chapter 21, there's a parable about go work today in my vineyard. Got two boys. One says, I'm going. The lady repented and went. The other one said, I go, sir. They didn't go. One of them tells us. We're through ourselves saying we're, we're occupying, we're going, or we're repenting and we're listening. I don't know how the message went to you. I know one thing it came to me this morning about 3 o'clock. I had several other things I was going to preach, but the Lord just put his finger on this. Donnie said, Lord, don't speak to him. I said, thank God that he don't. Mm-hmm. It ain't always a cakewalk. It ain't always pleasant. 
God tells you to preach the preach and I feed you to preach. I'm just a messenger boy. This message went to me probably different. It went to y'all. I know we're fixing to have a business meeting. I want it to be a civil business meeting. I don't want a phone call from Bonnie crying and saying, what's going on? I don't want that. Right. It shouldn't be that. That's right. And call me. I didn't even know about it. Call me. We'll pray about it. Or I'll take whatever action needs to be took. Let's, let's love one another. If God can love me, He can love anybody. Let's love one another. Let's forgive one another. Let's help one another. <coughs> pray one for another. And if we can do that, we'll fulfill the love of God. Alright, right, I'll shut my mouth up. Father, we thank You for this message today. Oh, Lord, I'm kind of like Daniel Boone. I got a little bewildered in this message. But I thank You, Father, the meat of the message, Lord, was still pretty clear. I pray, Lord Father, for Your blessings upon Your people. Bless Your work. Bless Your workers. Lord, this is great work. It's not a little work. It's a great work. Uh, Lord, other churches, uh, they do well to be like this work. I pray, Father, for Your blessings. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. 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 All right, get Brother Jerry. If he wants to sing a verse invitation on him or whatever, just one verse will be fine. Maybe says Sharon might want to help him. <coughs> we turn this thing off. I can figure out how. Indeed, Sharon. Oh, okay. Landon, bless his heart. He's pretty good with this thing. <laughs>